BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to Crosstalk or other programming on VCY America, you will know that the Scriptures are our source of authority upon which we rest. And I'd just like to share a warning that's written in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Beware, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. We also see the first part of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 9, warning, Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. Paul also warned Timothy that there would come a time when men would not endure sound doctrine. Instead, he said they should heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. We we're also warned in Second Timothy 3 about the deception that would be growing and, and people being deceived, and, and uh, we are seeing this take place in our society today. And sadly, it's even entered the church in so many different fronts. Today's program comes as a warning as we talk about something called the Enneagram. You have maybe have never heard of it before, and others will say, oh, yes, yes, that's going on in our church. Well, we're here to discuss it today, and we'd like to welcome our special guest, first of all, Don Vino, who is the co-founder and president of Midwest Christian Outreach, a national apologetics ministry and mission to new religious movements. He's been involved in apologetics ministry for, well, over three decades, and a charter member of the International Society of Christian Apologetics, also a staff researcher and writer for the Midwest Outreach Journal. Don, thank you for joining us today. It's good to be with you again. Also, Marsha Montenegro, who is, uh, before becoming a Christian, Marsha was uh, involved for many years in Eastern spiritual beliefs, that's Hindu and Buddhist, uh, New Age, occult practices. Uh, She was a certified professional astrologer who taught astrology for several years, served as a chairperson of the Astrology Board of Examiners and president of the Astrological Society in Atlanta. She came to Christ and is now engaged in full-time ministry, Christian Answers for the New Age. She is author of Spellbound, The Paranormal Seduction of Today's Kids, and together our guests have authored Richard Rohr and The Enneagram Secret. Marsha, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, You were both with us just a a couple years ago giving us a warning on the Enneagram, and there's so much that's happened uh, on this issue since that time. It's making its way increasingly through churches. It's being promoted by Christian book publishers. And I'm confident that there are yet those listening right now that have never heard of the Enneagram before. So I think it's important for our discussion just to lay down this foundation, if we could begin by defining exactly what is the Enneagram. What are we talking about? And let's start with you, Don. Okay. Uh, it comes from a word called uh, Enneagram, is a two Greek words, actually. Ennea, which means uh, nine, it translates as nine, and grama, which means uh, written or drawn. So it's, it's a circle, in this case, with uh, three geometric figures in it to touch the outer circle at nine points. That is just a drawing, is what it is. Okay. It was done originally in around 1915 by a mystic by the name of G.I. Gurdjieff. He claimed that you could explain everything in the cosmos with this symbol through a mathematical formula that he had put together, including all of the nine numbers, <clears throat> rotating in them in various ways. So mm-hmm. he was a mystic. Uh, he would be uh, uh, kind of a a leader in the human potential movement before it was called the human potential movement. And uh, so that's where it originates. Okay. Uh, and it made, made its way down through history through a collection of essentially New Agers and cultists, uh, Claudio Naranjo uh, being kind of the last one who uh, claimed he received the specific types through automatic writing, which is an occult practice. Um but an interesting side note to this, by the way, is it was kind of brought into the church through Richard Rohr, who's a uh, mystic also. He's a Roman Catholic. 
uh, Franciscan monk, and in his uh, 1992 book with Andreas Ebert, they stated something very important because they changed it later on. They say the Enneagram is a mysterious model of the psyche that is not originally Christian. So, beg that one. Hmm. Then they stated again, I believe the Enneagram can help us find a deep... With us, Don? Okay, somehow we lost Don there. and uh, Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just uh, cut out there. We're going to... Uh, uh, we're going to try and reestablish that connection there with Don. Um, so, so it's this <coughs> geometric circle, and um, uh, if you could, Marcia, tell us about those nine different points. Uh, can you briefly tell us what those points are, what they represent? Uh, yes, um, it's not really a circle. It's a it's a it's a geometric figure, and the nine points are points. And it's made up of, I think, triangles of different sizes. I'm very, I'm very poor at geometric stuff. So, okay. Um, I, I, but it would be very easy to find if you just Googled it or something like that, yeah. if you've never seen one. Um, each of the points, the way they are now, have names. Uh, most of them are similar now. You will see variations in the names, such as performer, thinker, peacemaker, challenger, um, and words like that. And those supposedly describe a certain personality type, and you are supposed to find which one you are. Hmm. And the, there's several problems with this. Number one, it's not valid it, because this didn't come from any psychological research or any kind of psychological profiling. Uh, so it ha- it has absolutely no validity at all in the world of psychology. And, and, and the second big problem is that this was not the purpose of the Enneagram. The nine points were originally called ego fixations by a man named Oscar Ichazo, who somehow came upon the Enneagram in the 1960s and started teaching it at his school in Arica, Chile, now, Oscar Chazo was an occult figure. He was teaching secret, you know, esoteric ideas in his school that you were not allowed to share. Uh, and he taught the Enneagram as having these nine ego fixations, which represented who you think you are. Hmm. This is a false persona that's come about through being um, conditioned by society, by what people told you, by what you think you should be, et cetera, et cetera. And you've sort of built up this false persona, and you need to dismantle that to uncover what he called the essence. And the essence was your true, your true self, which mm-hmm. was pure. And um, I don't know if he said it was divine, but that's kind of the idea that most people would take from it, and that's what it evolved into in the New Age. Oh, so there's really a high emphasis, and we've got Don back with us, a high emphasis on self with the Enneagram. Is that right? Yeah, I would say not just a high emphasis. I'd say that's all it is about. That's, mm-hmm. that's the whole point of it, is to find what now what became in the New Age called the true self. And... That is the predominating purpose of the Enneagram and how it came to be used um, after Ichazo started teaching it, and then later Claudio Naranjo, who studied under Ichazo. In, in fact, the, uh, quote, master teachers, end quote, uh, where all of the current teachers have learned from, are clear to say this, type isn't a type of person, but a path. God. So it is not about what your personality typing is. It is about finding your path back to your true self, which, according to them, has never been separated from God, but has always been with God. Your false self falsely believes you were separated from God. Now, and I've seen some of the arguments, and and Don, they will say, the Enneagram, it's just a useful tool to test personality. That's it. Well, (laughs) 
The Enneagram Masters say it's not. It has nothing to do with what type of a person you are. It has to do with which path you need to get back to God. You just used the term Enneagram Master. Uh, Define that. Who is that? Well, that would be uh, Psychic Helen Palmer. That would be Richard Rohr, who then trained Suzanne Stabile, Ian Mm -hmm. Kahn, Beth McCord, and others. Yeah, the Enneagram Master is a title that kind of comes about through either the person just using it for themselves or other people recognize this person as being an expert in the Enneagram. And so the people Don named, um, you know, would be considered masters at this. And I think uh, Suzanne Stabile is considered an Enneagram master, and she has been doing it a while and learned it from Richard Rohr, who mentored her and her husband. And right. so the very first book to come out in the church, The Road Back to You, was by Suzanne Stabile and Ian Cron. Ian Cron also got into the Enneagram through Rohr's book on the Enneagram. And he had read it once earlier, he said, when he was in seminary, because he later became an Episcopal priest, though he is not practicing that today. And he said he kind of dismissed it or, I think, didn't, wasn't sure about it. So later someone urged him to read that book by Rohr again, and he said when he read it, it really, really hit him and awakened him, learning the Enneagram. Oh, he uses that word awaken in the first chapter of The Road Back to You, hmm. which, by the way, is not a Christian book. It is not, it, the content of, of The Road Back to You is not Christian. So there's a definite, you believe that there's a definite connection then between the Enneagram and mysticism, is that correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the connections, because Mm -hmm. of going back to Gurdjieff, Benny Chazo, and War, who very much is in favor of mysticism. So there's that connection, along with the connection to the occult and the New Age, which isn't always involved mysticism. Mysticism is just one component of it. But what we haven't mentioned yet, and I'm sure Don would say it if I didn't, so I'm going to jump in. Claudio Naranjo, who who is the person most responsible for what we call the nine types today, claims that he got most of this information from his higher authorities, which would be his spirit guides. And he, he you know, having spirit guides was a normal thing for him, and it's a normal thing in the New Age. I had spirit guides. Hmm. Uh, this is a very normal thing, and he claims he got most of the information um, about those types that way. Interesting. Uh, Don, I'm going to, we're just a half minute from a break here, but is biblical Christianity and mysticism, are they compatible? No. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> not compatible. Mysticism is essentially Gnosticism. You're looking for secret knowledge that you're not going to find in Scripture. And so you have people who want to experience spirituality part detached from Scripture, but I don't believe God does that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Don Vino and Marcia Montenegro is with us here today with uh, Enneagram Warning, and uh, we're going to have some more discussion following the break. Later, we'll open up some phone lines to take your calls. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, what can you tell me about those huge flying reptiles? Chris, some of the flying reptiles were as large as a mid-size aircraft. Some people have wondered how in the world they could have ever flown. As it turns out, they really couldn't fly in today's atmosphere. There's not enough air pressure to keep them up. Creationists have long supposed that the environment before the flood was quite different than now. We suspect that air pressure was quite a bit higher than now, making it more reasonable that these huge creatures could fly. Recently, an engineer built a model of one of these flying reptiles and tried to make it fly. He found that it had many wonderful adaptations to increase the flying ability, but there still wasn't enough air pressure to keep it aloft. To evolutionists, it's a big mystery, but to creationists, we at least have a plausible theory. And we get that by going back to Genesis. For more on creation, visit our website at www.icr.org.
This is Crosstalk on VCY America, and with us today we have Don Vino, co-founder and president of Midwest Christian Outreach, and we also have with us Marcia Montenegro, who is very much engaged in Eastern spiritual beliefs, New Age, and occult practices, and now has full-time ministry Christian answers for the New Age. We're talking about the Enneagram, and with really a warning regarding this, its connection to mysticism, and uh, let me ask you this: uh, Is is there an effort, uh, Don, that you have seen where where there's uh, an attempt with the enneagram to sort of kind of have a a union of humanity and divinity in this? Is is that what it teaches? I don't think overtly that's what's going on. Uh, it is a, they just regard it as a spiritual tool uh, to get you back to your true self, however they're defining that. Mm -hmm. Now, generally, the true self is regarded as never having been separated from God by sin. In fact, Richard Ward denies penal substitution. That's pretty important. Uh, The newer Enneagram coaches, they call themselves now, are trying to Christianize it more. So it's not so much that they're trying to reach out, and make it for all humanity, although they allow that the Enneagram helps all humanity. In fact, I'm reading a book right now, one of the latest ones uh, on the Enneagram, and it's titled How We Relate, Understanding God, Yourself, and Others Through the Enneagram. So obviously the Bible to them is insufficient for understanding Mm -hmm. God. Uh, You need the Enneagram. And in there he says that the history of the Enneagram is unclear, but it is a human tool, so it's for all humanity. Wow, wow. So what what is it about the Enneagram that is drawing churches into it? And you mentioned the the books here. What's drawing Christian publishers? What's drawing churches into the use of the Enneagram? Well, there are two different questions. Christian publishers is easy. It's money. Uh, when, when we first decided to write our book, there were one, two, three, four three books and a nine-volume series, and we said, okay, we have to write a book, because this is just, this is just getting out of hand. And Marsh and I were both concerned that if it continued growing at the rate it was, it would be used for literally every aspect of church, and it is mm-hmm. uh, today. It's a nine-series, uh, nine-week series from the pulpit. It is marriage counseling. It is uh, membership uh, prerequisite. It is a discipling tool. It is being used literally for everything in mm-hmm. church. Uh, and so, uh, money. When we did this, there was, like I said, three books plus a nine-volume series by the major publishers, IVP, uh, Zondervan, and uh, Thomas Nelson. Mm-hmm. Currently, Marcia just went and checked on this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. There's over 140 Enneagram books. Wow. Publishers Weekly just did a big story on this last week about how huge this is. Well, I, I, so, I, I, w- I was just on the Christian book uh, uh, website that majors in selling Christian books and just put in the word Enneagram, and wow, I couldn't believe the pages of titles. The Journey Home, a biblical guide to using the Enneagram mm-hmm. to deepen your faith and relationship. Uh, here's mm-hmm. one called The Journey Toward Wholeness, Enneagram Wisdom for Stress, Balance, and Transformation. Here's one, The, uh, the Sacred Enneagram, Finding Your Unique Path to Spiritual Growth, uh, The Road Back to, to You, An Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery, The Enneagram in Your Marriage, A Seven-Week Guide to Better Understanding and Loving Your Spouse. Uh, here's yep. Enneagram Life, Personal, Relational, Biblical Insights. And you, you see some of these titles, and, and uh, some of these titles implicate that the Enneagram is as, empor- is as important as Scripture itself. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, and this, I mean, this is something really, once the Enneagram got in and got some kind of credibility, this was something that I really foresaw because, in the New Age, the Enneagram was used. It's still used now, but it was probably maybe at a higher level of popularity back in the in the 90s and the early 2000s. And um, it it was used for everything because it's very flexible. It has no, you know, you can just think of new ways to apply it because there is no real standard for it. There's no model for it. And so it's like astrology, 
and I was an astrologer, and I, I saw the parallel with astrology as a tool and how similar they are and how they can be used in really the same kind of way. It's a different method, but they can be used in the same exact way as astrology. And that's exactly what's happened. And I, I actually need that count that Don gave of the books I did. I think that was over a year ago, so I, or at least a year ago. So I need to go through and count the titles again. Yeah. But we just, you know, Don and I, Don just mentioned one of the more recent books that he's reading. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, there was a few more. Uh, that one is um, a guy who's written, Tyler Zach, who's written a devotional or he calls it a devotional, but it's the gospel for each number. So the gospel for Enneagram right. Type 1, the gospel for Enneagram oh. Type 2. And this is just, you know, it's kind of taken over, which is also something foreseeable when you understand what the Enneagram is. It's a, yeah, here's another, Spiritual Rhythms of uh, for the Enneagram, a Handbook for Harmony and Transformation. That's an ebook. A lot of ebooks, so they're more than your number, a Christ-centered Enneagram approach to becoming aware of your internal word, world. Uh, a, yeah. a Christ-centered Enneagram approach? Yeah, and I've read, I've read um, Spiritual Rhythms and did an article on it that Don put on his his blog, the mm-hmm. MCO Journal blog, um, I think that's, anyway, it was his blog. <laughs> and uh, the, um, yeah, because the Enneagram has now has a false narrative with it, and every book and Enneagram teacher in the church that Don and I are aware of give this false history. They either say that right. nobody really knows the origins of the Enneagram or the origins actually were Christian in some way, or... Uh, the it's, and it's ancient. So one or all three of those are given as a, a a history and background of the enneagram, which makes it sound credible or even you know okay to use. And that's one of the big problems is that these books just keep repeating the same information. And then Christians, I've had Christians tell me. You know, well, I've gone and researched it, or other Christians get told this when Mm -hmm. they challenge it. Well, it's been researched, and, you know, my research disagrees with your research, or, (laughs) you know, my research shows that it's fine. Well, where do you research? If you're researching on, you know, websites of Christian Enneagram teachers, of course you're going to get this this false narrative. Oh, I know there was something I wanted to say that, that I'd forgotten, and it just came to me. IVP, sometime last year, I think, set up a page, an Enneagram Central page, where you can go to find all these resources on the Enneagram, and they include the book by Richard Rohr, and they recommend a book by Don Riso and Russ Hudson, both New Agers, who started the Enneagram Institute. They actually recommend that book. And The Wisdom of the Enneagram, and I have read that book. It is a thoroughly New Age book. I mean, the New Age beliefs are in there Mm -hmm. very clearly. And yet I saw Christians recommending this book. Don, earlier I had asked you a question about, uh, you know, what is uh, the the lore of the Enneagram drawing churches and Christian publishers? You mentioned that's two questions, and you talked about the Christian Mm -hmm. publishers, the the money aspect there, but what is the draw to to churches getting engaged with this? Okay, Uh, it starts with the publishers, it's money for them, and there's this idea amongst Christians, churches and so forth, that anything that comes from a Christian publisher has been theologically vetted. It is not true. <laughs> Academic books are the popular-level books. They assume whoever's writing them understands the theology, and they don't question it. They have editors, grammar people. And so it comes to you from, let's say, IVP, with this delusion that it's theologically okay. It's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's in the hands of the pastors, and they're under this idea that their task is to bring more numbers into the pews, and this is a great tool to help us reach culture where they itch, and we can tell them why they behave the way they behave. But that's not the purpose of the Enneagram. Yeah. And so once the pastor buys into it, and, and we watched, unfortunately, 
a church that Joy and I were part of for several years uh, prior to moving up to where we're at now. The senior pastor was rock-solid Bible teacher. He got drawn into the Enneagram because of people in his church. And then they're displaying the Enneagram number on their office walls, on their web pages. It just came wow, everywhere. Wow, wow. And Right, so it just grows because of the good old boy network. You trust the publisher, and then you trust this Pastor Joe that you know down the street. He's using it to good effect, so you bring it in. You tell your pastor friend about it. He starts using it, and it just goes through the church that way. Mm-hmm. That's number two. I have a third point, I think, and that has to do with the state of theology. Uh you probably are aware of the 2022 state of theology that came out last year, which says 43% of U.S. evangelicals agree with statement number seven, quote, Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God, end quote. Wow. So if you don't even know that Jesus is God, you would not be concerned about what the Enneagram teaches about Jesus or anything else. And so some believe that the Enneagram itself is neutral, and if we can just put a gospel-centered lens on it, it makes it okay. Yes. Yeah. Beth McCord, who's one of the biggest and one of the earliest and biggest Enneagram teachers in the Church, and her husband was a PCA pastor, Presbyterian Church in America, um, teaches what they call the gospel-centered Enneagram. And they have done, uh, they have a podcast, and I've listened to several of their podcasts, and they give this history of it. At first, it was a very whitewashed history where, you know, Echaza is called like a a philosopher. Um, And, you know, that's not what he was, or yeah, it was, because he died a few years ago. And they, they basically kind of whitewashed these people and made it sound very neutral. And then later, in later programs, they admitted that they're, you know, these people weren't Christians, but they, they, they make an argument for the Enneagram that you can take it and, and use it in a Christian way, no matter what these people believed. And so they treat it as something that you can turn into a Christian tool. Um, and it would be the same as if I said, okay, astrology used in the New Age is not correct. It has the wrong theology with it, but we can turn it into a Christian tool. We'll just change all the 12 zodiac signs to, you know, 12, you know, we'll find all the fruit of the Spirit and some other things and put them in there, and those can be the 12 things that you can go after because your personality is tailored for that or something. And you could tr- you could do that. But it wouldn't. It wouldn't have any validity to it, yeah. <laughs> and, right. it, and it would focus on you, and take you away from the focus on Christ. We are up against a break, uh, friends. Uh, we're talking today with a guest on the Enneagram, and we're going to open our phone lines to take your questions. Perhaps something that has been said. Uh, you need some further information. Maybe you're confused about some aspect of it, or. Maybe you're saying this is the next best thing to slice bread. Our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. Back in a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk. Year after year, generation after generation... We as Americans enjoy the right and opportunity to let our voices be heard through the election of our governing officials. With over 200 years of peaceful transition from one elected body to another, the stability of America's republic stands alone among nations. Our founders pledged their life, their fortune, and their sacred honor in the establishment of this nation. Our country's founding documents have guided this nation and are the substance by which today's laws are judged. Do you own a copy of the Constitution? Documents of Freedom is a pocket-sized booklet containing the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and all other amendments passed. The booklet also features the Declaration of Independence and Washington's Farewell. Documents of Freedom is available for a donation of $5 or more to VCY America and can be made by calling 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829.
listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. With us today, we have uh, Don Vino, co-founder and president of Midwest Christian Outreach, and Marsha Montenegro, who is uh, engaged with the ministry Christian Answers for the New Age. And I uh, want to give you out a couple of websites here and uh, and uh, where you can get more information on this and their ministries, uh, midwestoutreach.org, midwestoutreach.org. And then there's Christian Answers for the New Age.org, Christian Answers for the New Age.org, and answers is plural. And then also, uh, Don, if you could comment on this one, the Enneagram, uh, see, EnneagramSecret.com forward slash Enneagram, and you have some helpful tools there. Yes, there's a, the first chapter of the book is on there. You can read it, uh, uh, as well as uh, right at the top, there's a link to 10 videos. Uh, that we did last uh, summer it was a streaming event dealing with several aspects of the Enneagram uh, with uh, Dr. Run Cherry. He wrote another book on the Enneagram, and myself and Marsha. Uh, Dr. Doug Grothheis uh, does a section on uh, uh, Richard Rohr and Apostates Christ, and uh, Dr. Ron Huggins deals with the history because that's his his doctoral work was in the history of the church, so mm-hmm. he deals with that very well. Enneagramsecret.com slash Enneagram. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Josh calling in from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Josh, you're on the air. Hi, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to commend you guys. Um, the Bible teaches that we shouldn't worship God the way that false religions worship their God. And so using something demonically inspired like this um, to try and claim... Uh, that you're using it to worship God is obviously a false uh, thing to be done uh, that shouldn't be done, just like using Christianized yoga. And I'm wondering why you wouldn't use that same standard for false religions like Easter and Christmas. Thank you for the call. Well, Easter and Christmas do not have pagan origins. This is a big, huge falsehood that has spread through the Church, based on um, partly on Hislop, Alexander Hislop, who wrote a book uh, that in the 1800s, before archaeology was really, uh, had developed, uh, he took a lot of things and connected them when they shouldn't be connected. And uh, Christians who read this thought that this was valid, and, and at the time there was no way really to test what he said, but since then, uh, history and archaeology and factual evidence has shown his claims to be, many of his statements to be false, and, and more research has been done, and now you can actually find more research showing the origins of Christmas, for example, really came from Christians, including the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and Easter also is not connected to any, there was no pagan goddess named Estra. There's only one mention of her by Beatty, B-E-D-E, and there's no history supporting it. Um, His reference is sort of in passing, I believe. I have two articles on my website. Uh, One's called Christmas is Not Pagan, and the other one is called Easter is Not Pagan. (laughs) And I have been posting on this for at least 10 years on Facebook, trying to get the information out there, but now I notice there are many videos you can go to on YouTube. Unfortunately, there's there's probably more videos saying it is pagan, but if you, you look carefully, you can find some who give the real history and the real story. Yeah. So we well, don't and, need and, to make arguments we, we against have, we have, Christmas. We have Easter. those on our, on our Midwest Christian Outreach, Inc. YouTube page as well. So okay. Oh, that's good, yeah. And also, it's a bad analogy, because even if Christmas and Easter had pagan origins, that's not an analogy to the Enneagram, because one is a day, a day set aside for certain things, and so what matters is who you honor on that day. The other is a tool that's supposed to tell you about yourself and your relationship to God. So those are two different categories. And let us just refer you to the websites, because we're staying on the Enneagram here today, and uh, thank you for your call and interest. Our number, 800-733-9829. Zoe in Illinois, you're on the air. Hi, Jim, um, I, uh, I, somebody sent me info on the Enneagram, and I had never heard of it, and I, 
I have to admit, I just thought it was a personality thing, too. So I looked and it tried to figure out what type I was, whatever I was, and then I realized it was not, it didn't seem Christian to me. I, I, I went away from it and I said, told the person I would stay away from this, but I didn't really know. But I have a, I had a pastor, he's not my pastor now, but he was really, and, or is, with Richard Rohr. Is there something I can tell him to try to make him realize Richard Rohr is not Christian because he just, said, oh, he's my favorite, and I was horrified, but I don't know, I don't know how to pull him away from it. Can you give me... Oh, I would love to answer this. Can I answer this? Oh, please. I, I, I started tracking Richard Rohr in 2013, and I've written some articles on his books and done millions of posts on him, it seems. Yes, you can give your, your pastor, this pastor, or anybody, a, a bullet point list of Richard Rohr's beliefs, which can be found on his blog and, and in some of his videos. He does not believe, okay, the first incarnation of Christ was creation. Mm-hmm. The second incarnation was Jesus. So Christ was in, in creation. He, that's panentheism. He believes Christ is in creation. Therefore, we are all connected to Christ through creation. And so we've never been separated from Christ. Hmm. He doesn't believe sin separates you from God because we've always been with God. He doesn't, so he doesn't believe Jesus died for sins on the cross. He gives other reasons I won't go into, but Jesus did not die for sins on the cross. And there's going to be no second coming of Christ. And there is a distinction between Jesus and the universal Christ. So Jesus was kind of the, maybe he didn't use this word, but the vehicle for the universal Christ. But then the universal Christ was released out into creation at the resurrection and is now pulling all creation towards a point of perfection. That sounds like the Antichrist to me. Well, it's very, it is not a Christian philosophy, and a lot of his thinking is comes from, and he admits this, it's called perennial wisdom or the perennial philosophy. What is that? And this is a this is a um, worldview that we are all connected to God. It's panentheistic. We're all in God. We're all connected to God. Always will be. And sin does not separate us. And you have to go on a journey like within yourself to discover this truth. That's I'm giving a very simplistic. Um, summary of it. <laughs> but thank I have you. An article on perennial wisdom on my website. Thank you, Zoe, for the call. Appreciate it. And uh, friends, our number to crosstalk here today, 800 733 9829. 800 733 9829. We're talking about the Enneagram here today. And uh, perhaps you have th- those you know that are, are engaged in it. Perhaps you have seen this promoted in your church. One of the things that is very evident, it is being published uh, by Christian book publishers, and uh, I'm just looking, and you mentioned Thomas Nelson, there's uh, uh, InterVarsity Press, as you've mentioned, Zondervan, uh, also engaged, Baker Books has put out a, a book here in 2023. Whitaker House has books out on it as well. So it, it is really Ink and Willow is another, and it's it's making its way, Harper One, uh, it's making its way through the Christian publishing industry. Yes. Indeed it is. Yeah. Friends, again, our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. I have some open lines for you. Uh, we have uh, Sonny next in, uh, uh, let's see, Harleysville, Pennsylvania. You're on the air. Good afternoon. I appreciate your program. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about your program today as it's illustrative of that time when Paul spoke of they will not sustain sound teaching but would rather Mm. have their ears tickled than to learn the Scripture. Mm. There's no reason to go outside of God's Word learn everything you need to know about anything regarding who you are, who he is, and where we are. It's, it's a complete lie of the devil that people which have not been taught theology, and I mean from the college, the seminary, are now bringing to the church to deceive those who would be deceived. Thank you, Sonny, for the call here today. And I looked at some of these titles, uh, 
uh, Don and um, Marcia, and I wondered if one has the Enneagram, do we need the scriptures? I mean, because no. that, 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 they, they seem like the, the, the Enneagram can tell you this and can tell you that. And I thought, what is the role of the scriptures? Well, you have two things going on with that question. We have, when I became a Christian, this is going back, you know, 1974, <laughs> the Church generally held to sola scriptura. Mm-hmm. Scripture is the final authority for faith and practice. It doesn't mean it's the only material that we consult, but it is the final authority on what we are to believe and how we are to live. The other option is called prima scriptura. So the scriptures are important, but there's other ways to know God aside from scripture that are equally valid. The church has shifted into that kind of thinking today. Hmm. And so the Enneagram, then, is held as equal to the Scripture, some ways superior to the Scripture, perhaps. Oh, oh. Let's go to Monica next, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Monica, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for the program. I just wanted to share that I had the conversation about this very topic last night with a friend who is going to Liberty University for his psychology degree. Hmm. So I, I'm going to listen to this again tonight. I thought that might be something helpful for me to figure out my life a little bit and understand. But I know Scripture and the Word of God and those that um, encourage that type of advice is the best. Yeah, and indeed, our our guests, Don and Marcia, have co-authored a book, Richard Rohr in the Enneagram Secret, that exposes the Enneagram. And uh, that may be a helpful resource, as well as just going to his website, and you'll find other information there as well. Thank you. Jim, thank, thank you. Thank you for the call. And uh, uh, very helpful information on the issue. Let's go to Clarksburg, West Virginia. And Dwayne, you're on the air. Yes, uh, I, this is the first time I've heard about this stuff. But uh, from what I can gather about it, it's like if you shout a lie long enough and loud enough, after a while it becomes true. Hmm. It's just, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And I'd, if it doesn't line up with yeah. things, I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Thank you very much. And and what we do is we get this collaboration. I mean, so you have multiple Christian publishers and then multiple churches, and they say, oh, they see this church is doing or that publisher is doing it. And uh, so it seems to give validity towards something when, in fact, you're here to issue a warning. Right. Yeah. And this is not the first validity, thing that's yeah. happened. In, in, in 2000, we sent out a press release on Way Down Workshop, Gwen Shamblin. She was in 30,000 churches across 60 denominations, all over 100 million, mm. over a million people had gone through a program. She denied the Trinity, the deity of Christ, salvation by grace. She denied all Orthodox Christianity. But again, the pastors were unaware of that because they got it from a pastor they trusted and from yeah. Thomas Nelson Publishers. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, friends, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back to more of your phone calls on Crosstalk. Our telephone number is 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. This is Crosstalk coming your way on the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Frequent guest on my radio show and TV show is Colonel John Mills, who served on the National Security Council staff for two presidents. I also interview regularly Gordon Chang. Gordon Chang recently came out and said, this Chinese balloon flying across America reveals that indeed, war with China could come at any time. On my radio show on Monday afternoon of this week, Colonel John Mills said what China was doing shows that a strike of some kind could be imminent from China, that what they were gathering was all the information you would need to carry out various strikes on America. They were certainly gleaning information to go after America's vulnerable spots, including making sure they have all the information they need on our nuclear triad. Dr. Peter Vincent Pry warned this is one way you would also deliver an EMP to bring down the power grid. 
Colonel John Mills said this is the most dangerous time in America since the Cuban Missile Crisis. I'm Brandon House. Listening to Crosstalk on BCY America, and with us today, Don Vino and Marcia Montenegro. And we're talking about the Enneagram, our number 800 733 9829. That's 800 733 9829. Greg is calling from Tucson, Arizona. Greg, good afternoon. You're on the air. Well, to be almost 75 years old and clueless about this, thank you. Jim, for your show, and thank you guys. You know, I'm I'm going to drive over to um, a well-known Christian bookstore. It, I forget its full name, Gospel something. My wife and I get a lot of books there, and I'm going to ask. I have two questions for you. We order books online from uh, ChristianBooks.com in Massachusetts. Do you know if they're on your list? And then if the people at the local bookstore have that junk, that unbiblical junk in their store, what should I do? I would hate to say I won't do business with you. What would you recommend? Well, let me just mention this. First of all, that that list that I read of, a portion from came from ChristianBook.com, um, that w- are highlighting these books on the Enneagram. But Don, uh, Marcia, wh- what do you recommend people do if they say, you know, I don't want to patronize a store that's... Well, I I think that's two things, because the stores suffer the same problem as many churches. They are just unaware. They're assuming it's theologically okay. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest that if he has a relationship with a store owner, could you do me the courtesy of reviewing this book, our book, and decide if these books are appropriate for your clientele? In other words, give them the option to do the research. Thank you. And by the way, I'm driving in my car, so I, I haven't written down the name of your book. So please repeat it again. I've pulled off into a parking lot so I can write this down, okay? Sure. Thank you, Greg, for the call here, and we'll repeat that. Uh, it is entitled Richard Rohr, that's R-O-H-R, Richard Rohr, and the Enneagram Secret. And uh, that's Richard Rohr and the Enneagram Secret, and you'll find that uh, at uh, uh, again through MidwestOutreach.org, EnneagramSecret.com forward slash Enneagram, and uh, further information at Christian Answers for the New Age dot org as well. Uh, let's see, we've got Faith calling from Pennsylvania, and uh, Faith, you're on the air. Hello, uh, I have found out about this through people like Todd Friel and uh, I think Janet Mefford and Michelle Leslie. But um, my daughter had approached us with this, my husband and me, and um, we I was able to use that good research besides the ones that you are featuring today. And also, I'm really glad to hear about Sunny from Harleysville. That's my old home ter- territory. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for the call. And we're going to squeeze one last call in. This is Joe in Sun City, West Arizona. Joe, you're on the air. Hello, Joe. Hello. You're on the air. This is Bob. Oh, Bob. And I'm in Sun City, West Arizona. Okay. Sorry about that, (laughs) Bob. Go ahead. Okay. What is Immugram? What's that all about? Um, You must have missed the beginning of the program. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll just give a uh, because we spent extensive time describing what it is. We're going to just have uh, Don give a thirty second recap of what it is, and then I'd like to encourage you to uh, uh, to hear the rebroadcast of the program that's on many stations, eight p.m. Central Time this evening. But also at go to crosstalkamerica dot com. It'll be posted within a couple hours on our site. But Don, for those who joined us late, just a quick rehash of what the enneagram is. Okay, just quickly, it's a drawing in a circle. It has three geometric figures within it that intersect the circle at nine points. The claim is that these are nine paths for you to get back to your true self that has never been separated from God and, uh, and uh, to then get rid of your false self, the way that you see yourself now believing you're a sinner. So once you can get away from that, then you can embrace your true self that is not a sinner. Great. Thank you for the call. 
Um, let me just, uh, uh, and uh, we're going to not have time for additional calls at this point because I want each of our guests to kind of wrap things up here for us. And, Marsha, let me ask you first, uh, I know that there have been different things people have come up with. Uh, uh, you know, all truth is God's truth, so therefore we can use the Enneagram. How do you respond to that? I know you've got some helps available for that. Yes, um, there are several arguments used to defend the Enneagram. And like all truth is God's truth, Paul quoted pagan poets. Uh, God can uh, use or God can redeem anything. I do have um, two of those addressed on my website. Uh, can God redeem, use, slash, any, use anything, and all truth is God's truth. If you're on Facebook, I have a post that gives a link to all the posts I've done, including quoting pagan poets. Um, eventually, I, I hope soon, I'm going to have that on my website. So there are answers to these things, and if you think carefully when people say this, you can see how that their argument defending the enneagram does not hold up logically because mm-hmm. what they what really needs to be done is if somebody wants to defend the enneagram they need to show it's credible and they can't right. do that because it's not credible there's every bit of factual information in history about the enneagram proves that it is not credible and that it is not christian marcia thank you and don we've got just a minute your your thought that you want to leave with the listeners Sure. Uh, in order for it to be true, uh, it's true that all truth is God's truth, but the prerequisite is that it is true. The Enneagram is not true, so it's false, and it's a false claim. Hmm. Uh, I think, get the book, email us, ask us questions. We are really open to trying to help people understand, and we have a lot of information available in addition to the book. And they'll see your email address through the websites? Yep. Great. And, uh, friends, let me again give the websites here, midwestoutreach.org, midwestoutreach.org, christiananswersforthenewage.org, christiananswersforthenewage.org, and then also enneagramsecret.com forward slash enneagram, and you'll find lots of helpful information there. And uh, uh, Don, Marsha, thank you both for being with us here today. Thank you for having me. both of us, and it's always good to share facts about the Enneagram. (laughs) Thank you, Don, as well. My blessings. Yes, uh, and friends, uh, check out their websites, get more information on this issue, and even as we began with that scripture, it's beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Always have to be on guard, don't we? Certainly, uh, there is one who transforms himself as an angel of light. Let's beware. Let's follow the, the truth that we find in God's Word, the Bible. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.